Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH, all Brockton Caster. Uh, all right, Tommy, so before the tragedy yesterday a couple of things happened for the chiefs i think that are notable for fans one steve spagnolo as we mentioned here got an extension doesn't surprise us but is you know like step one if it was even a step that was in question i don't think it was that will help the defense the other more interesting thing i think that came of it is chris jones essentially saying he's not going anywhere now i can't remember if he has said the same thing in the past on a stage like that, he certainly has like on social media and then things turned last off season. It did feel to me like that was a little more definitive yesterday. Um, You know, I don't know if he has any insight on how this will go. I don't know if he was just caught up in the moment of the celebration or if that's even insight we should take anything from, but he said it. Yeah, I mean, I think that at least from his perspective, um, I think this year has been um, definitely eye-opening for Chris Jones. I think knowing the the way that he is treated in Kansas City, the way that uh, you know he's been able to build his career over the time that he's been with the Chiefs, and you know, I think that there's a part of him that you know he understands that even though uh, he is one of the best defensive tackles in the National Football League that he's got an opportunity to continue to play with the dynasty and continue to win those rings and go for a three-peat. And who knows how many more years he's got left, but I think that, and you pointed this out yesterday as we were talking about the the different players uh, that used to play for the Chiefs that were on social media over the weekend talking about how happy they were for their former teammates I think that there's a part of Chris Jones that probably doesn't want to be like those guys. You know, he doesn't want to be like a Tyreek Hill or a Teron Matthew or uh, Colin Saunders or, you know, any of these other uh, players that spent time with Kansas City, saw the greatness of the franchise, and then went off somewhere else, and now they're on the sideline not winning championships. So I think that that's part of it for Chris Jones. Now, the other side of it is he's still got the same representation that basically botched the negotiations last year. So hopefully they've learned their lesson. Uh, I, you know, I do think that they're going to be able to obviously get interest from other NFL teams, but I do think the better situation for Chris Jones, obviously, is to, is to stay with Kansas City for the rest of his career. 
I, I think that's what he wants to do. If that's what he will do, I guess are two different things. I think that, well, look, it doesn't have to get as complicated as it did last year because he's just free agent, right? Like it does like the, the holdout, all the messiness of it. He's either going to accept a contract for the chiefs or he's going to accept a contract for somebody else. That part of it, I do think is simpler and maybe that makes the process easier to digest. It'll certainly be faster than it was last year. The The thing for the Chiefs that will be really interesting is they have to do all these things sort of in tandem, right? We or I have laid out like a like a priority list, and it starts with Snead, and then it goes to left tackle, and then it goes to Jones. I don't know if they view things the same way. But the reality is they all kind of have to happen together, right? You have to know what you're doing with one to know what you can do with the other. That's what makes it so hard. But the good thing is, I, I, I believe they're allowed to negotiate with their own guys like right now. So you can know what Sneed needs. And again, I, I think everybody feels like that's got to be the priority. I think the best chance for the defense to maintain is to have Spags and that secondary intact with Reed uh, and, and those two corners. McDuffie, so yeah, that will, for sure. Yeah, that will probably happen. And then it's and then you have to sort of prioritize everything, but you can't do that unless you know where everybody's heads at, right? Is Donovan Smith willing to come back again on like a one year small deal just to keep it together? And then does that free up money? What is Patrick Mahomes going to be able to do to provide salary cap relief? Uh, because he'll almost certainly do it if he can. Uh, I, I, you know, according to people that study this stuff, this past season was the year that the the greatest cap burden for Mahomes. And so all of that stuff goes hand in hand, but you know it's it seems like the the main core will be back. And it's interesting as you hear people talk about the off season. I think there's this general feeling that you know most of what they have will be back. I don't know that I think the same thing because they have so many free agents, right? Like Drew Tranquil and some of these you know guys that they brought in on discounts last year were such integral parts of the defense. Those are guys who have not been paid. Are they really, you know, it's different for Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes who have made their fortunes already. Some of these guys haven't, right? And so are they really going to be willing to do, you know, those same types of things like Sneed? Xavier Sneed hasn't been paid yet. Uh, Xavier Sneed. God, that's <laughs> a throwback. Legarius Leger go. yeah. Sneed hasn't been paid yet. Um so, I, you know, I, I think it's more complicated than people are letting on. I think it will be a great challenge for the front office this offseason. I heard somebody yesterday, I think it was on the JR Sport Brief, interviewing a former executive yesterday on the way home. And and that, it was an, it was an old, you know, executive to some capacity in the Bills front office. And he just sort of spoke about, because we all know the cliche of, you know, you got to get it done on a rookie quarterback contract, which is silly because we haven't had a, you know, quarterback on a rookie contract win a Super Bowl in now five years since Mahomes did it. But it's, it, it really does speak to the restrictions it put. And his point was you have to get the draft right. You know, if you're going to pay your quarterback, you have to be great in the draft. And the Chiefs have been. I mean, they really have been. You think about two of their key contributors this year offensively, Pacheco, Rice. Neither one of those guys were first-round picks. A lot of these players that you know have been critical have been their first-round picks. We'll see about Felix and Yudike Uzama. But they have, they have hit on a lot of meaningful players in the middle part of the draft, and they have to continue to do that. Now, I have confidence they will because they have. They have a history of doing that, right? They haven't always been great at the very front end, but they've been really good in the middle, 
really good in the middle. And so they do have to do that because you, those are the, you know, the most affordable players you can find. That's got to be the formula, and that's been the formula long-term for Kansas City. And it's basically you draft well, and then you try to supplement the remaining positions and the needs that you have with uh, team-friendly free agents. And some of them are probably going to be veterans you know, that you're taking a swing on, or others might be projects or whatever. Uh, but that's really been the strategy because, as we all know, so much money is tied up in other places, you know, specifically Patrick Mahomes. Um, this is not a team that typically will spend on free agents. We've seen that from Brett Veach over time. Really, the, the only time that we've really kind of seen bigger contracts going out in free agency with the Chiefs have been on the offensive line, and that was Orlando Brown initially and then Juwan Taylor last year. But really, other than that, I mean, you're not seeing – you never see Kansas, Kansas City spin big on a wide receiver. You never see them spin big – um, really anywhere defensively. I mean, I know that they brought in Drew Tranquil. They brought in Charles Aminahue. You know, those were free agent signings. But again, those guys are not garnering a ton of money at the very top of the market. So that's that's always been the strategy. You mentioned the way that, you know, Kansas City drafts. And really in the last, what, five years or so, and I would say the only swing and miss in the draft was maybe Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the first round. That was maybe the only miss, I would say. And not that he's been a bad player, but just he hasn't been a, a first-round, you know, living up to those first-round expectations, I would say, overall in the course of his time in Kansas City. So really, other than that, I think that, you know, Brett Beach has, you know, he's known for drafting pretty well and finding diamonds in the rough later in the draft. They're going to have to do that again this year. And as long as this team is together in the way that it is, they're going to have to continue to draft well. I'm not just talking about next year, but in the years to come, that's going to be a major priority. It is, and that's why when everyone you know, says, oh, they'll be back, all these, I'm like, yeah, they probably all won't be back. They can't. So then it's, do you bring, you know, if you can get Snead, Jones, and one of the linebackers, I think you've done a really good job because I don't think you can get gay and tranquil. You know, there's just too many too many guys you're going to run out of dollars unless you get everybody just wanting to come back to go for three I do think left tackle is the most um, frightening of the openings I think even more than wide receiver so I would suspect that they will outside of Snead just whether it's through the draft and it could be you know or or a free agent which is more likely in my opinion they'll attack there they could also trade draft picks, which we know they're also not scared to do, to go after somebody they feel like could be. Now, they haven't been, they haven't necessarily been great at that, right? They haven't done that well. Orlando Brown Jr., uh, Frank Clark, guys that helped them win Super Bowls, don't, don't misunderstand, but I think that were overpays. And then, you know, Jawan Taylor, who certainly, I think, right now, unless he can play left tackle, that's not what they... You know, they gave him yep. a bunch of money not not to come play right tackle. Right. So, and I, and I don't know that that went particularly well this year. And, you know, I was looking it, it, at it the other day as far as the free agent left tackles that are out there right now. And really, the there are four main ones. And actually, Donovan Smith is the youngest out of all four. You've got yeah. Tyron Smith, who's 33, Dwayne Brown, who's 36, and Cornelius Lucas, who's 32. 
uh, and then Donovan Smith is 30. So, you know, right now you've got, uh, you know, a guy that played left tackle for you last year. And what, you know, was Donovan Smith a great left okay. tackle? No. Yeah, he was all right. He got the job done. They, I mean, I think that they real. I think Kansas City realized in the offseason that as much as they wanted Jawan Taylor to move over and they're paying him to do so, for whatever reason, it was that transition wasn't happening well, and they had to go get a stopgap in Donovan Smith. Uh, and so for what they asked him to do in kind of the 11th hour before the year started, I think he did an okay job. I, I agree. And remember that they've now won two Super Bowls with Orlando Brown Jr. and Donovan Smith. Those aren't the best tackles in the league. They're, but they're, but they're, good, they're good, right? They're, they're okay. So, yeah, I'd be totally I – would, I would love if they could get Smith back and that made financial sense. I think he probably played himself into a bigger contract. Uh, would be my guess. If Orlando Brown got paid what he got paid by Cincinnati, I, I would imagine Donovan Smith will be pretty desirable on the open market. But we'll see. I, you know, they they have big decisions to make, but I maintain all the time you also have to be careful because offensive linemen you cannot let go next off season. I mean, you've got a, a situation. When is Joe Tooney up? I can't. I think he's up at the same time. But you've got a, a situation where your entire interior line are all going to need to get taken care of at the same time. With Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, that's almost as important as your bookends because he scrambles so much. You just can't, like, you can't let that pressure come up the middle. And as he ages and as Travis Kelsey ages and some of this stuff, you always want to be able to run the ball. Those interior linemen have got to be taken care of. Like, though, to me, there is, you know, as pressing as Sneed. Like, you can't let those guys walk away. Those are, those are, and I'm talking about Humphrey and Smith, and I can't remember when Tooney's up. And, and he's getting a little older, but especially Humphrey and Smith. And it will be – look, it, what sucks is, like, the parades usually – and I'm talking about the good part of the parade yesterday, not the bad part. But what what's unfortunate is that the – you know, that's usually, like, the last time everything's happened. And then you get into the business of football right away, and it gets really complicated again. And it's it's a harsh thing that happens. But it's always – you know, guys are happy and saying they want to be back and doing everything when they're on the field celebrating hoisting Lombardi. And then when, when the dollars get involved, reality sets in. Yeah, I wonder there's another guy that's on the market right now, um, left tackle-wise, Jonah Williams from the Bengals. And if you remember when Orlando Brown uh, went to the Bengals, Jonah Williams was the left tackle. He requested a trade when they brought in Orlando Brown. They didn't move him, and he went over to right tackle for the year, but now he's a free agent. And so I don't know exactly what he is looking at as far as, you know, payment on the open market and free agency and that sort of thing. But there could be an opportunity with somebody like that where, you know, he could potentially come over, fill that left side. There are a handful of other guys. Mekhi Becton is somebody from the Jets that is on the open market that, you know, they the Jets drafted him pretty high back in 2020, thinking that he was going to be a solid NFL caliber left tackle. And he's been injured quite a bit. And so, you know, that could potentially be a project that Kansas City could look at. So there are other options that are out there for that specific position. But I, I understand what you're saying as far as the interior of the line. When you've got Humphrey and you've got, um, you've got Smith and then, of course, Tooney, if those guys you're not able to keep them all together, then you've got you know major issues long term. So it, right now they've got to figure out exactly what they're doing on the ends of the offensive line. Um, but I, I do think that we can all agree that for the way that they have rebuilt this offensive line from what two or three years ago to now, 
it's been impressive. They've got to do everything that they can to try to keep as much of that together. It, it, it is um, it is the most important thing that they'll do. It, it, even, even as much as I love the defense and as much as I think that that was the reason that they won a Super Bowl this year, and I believe that wholeheartedly, the most important thing that they have to do for the next decade is make sure Patrick Mahomes is protected. We talked about this someday this week. If you'll remember, the one thing the Patriots never did was leave Tom Brady unprotected, right, in all of those years. And and the one season he wasn't there, right, was because of a, an injury that happened on a on so it that is the most important thing the Chiefs will do over the next ten years is make sure Patrick Mahomes is protected. And they've already shown us that, right? They've already th- there's no position that they have invested more into than that position over the last four years now. You know, since the since the Buccaneers sort of exposed them, right, in that Super Bowl loss. So we know that that's what they'll prioritize. They may get into the draft. They may take a left tackle. And and they will never do anything on the offensive line that makes me think, oh, that was a bad decision. I want you to think about, think about the last three dynasties that we've seen historically. Patriots always had a good offensive line, right? Uh, Cowboys of the mid-90s, I think, was the other dynasty before that, had one of the best offensive lines in the history of football. And then this one, consistent, protecting the quarterback. No quarterback is good with pressure in his face all the time. And and so that just we've seen that play. I mean, it is the oldest adage in football. you got to be good up front. You have to be good up front. If you're not good up front, you're not going to do what you need to do. And so they will attack that the most aggressively. I think that they clearly have that belief within the organization that that's where the— I mean, think about the biggest contracts they've given outside of Mahomes. It's Tooney. It's these tackles. They've, dra- they've traded draft capital to try and solve the problem. So they're going to continue to do that because it's so important for them to do that. So don't let that surprise you. And I th- and I would say don't ever be disappointed when you want a wide receiver or you want Chris Jones or you want any- all these things. It's like, no, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to protect 15 before anything else that we do. The only concern that I have, and I don't even, I'm not ready to say that I would think that it was not the right decision. I don't want to go that far because we don't even know what they're going to do. But the only thing that would give me a little bit of pause in the draft would be if they drafted a left tackle in the first round and that left tackle was slated to start the season as left tackle. Um, that would be the only thing that I would be a little bit hesitant on because even if you're a first-round draft pick, you're going you know, up against NFL defenses. You're going away from college, and you could be a highly touted offensive lineman, but I think you're going to need a little bit of time to grow uh, in that position. So what I would love to see if they do decide – to take a left tackle early in the draft, first round, second round, you know, somewhere like that. If that person they feel like is the left tackle of the future for Kansas City, that's great. But I think they still also need a veteran or somebody in there. And maybe it's re-signing Donovan Smith again. I don't know exactly what that looks like. I, but having somebody re-signing... having somebody in place that, you know, you don't have to put a rookie in there right away at that very important position. Uh, yeah. I, I, think Don, I think re-signing Donovan Smith can be the answer. I think it's the easiest answer. Yeah. I just don't know if it's the best financial answer uh, because we don't know what he's thinking in this situation. Um, we, I, I talked about awkward transitions in this show, so please, again, bear with us. I do want to give you an update. So this one from KMBC, um, that of the um, victims at the uh, Truman Medical Center, 
Five of the eight people who were shot have been discharged. Two people in critical condition, one in the hospital, but in stable condition. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Um three of the four people who were there that were not shot has have also been discharged. So what happens in these situations, you have the people shot and you have a whole lot of people trampled. And oftentimes trampling can can do as much or more damage than anything. So uh, a good update there. Uh, a lot of a lot of things will be happening. A lot of information will be coming today. We'll get you that information as it comes through. There are, uh, you know, it's, I'm, I'm so proud of, you know, reporters in these situations, so happy for uh, the job that they do. Obviously, we're biased to that, but when everybody's starved for information, when everybody's wondering about their loved ones, these reporters are right there in the thick of it. Max Dutton, I'll, I'll give him a shout out. He was our reporter. I mean, he was 20 yards from where this happened, when it happened, and he was right there giving on the ground information to us and to everybody else about what was happening. You know, you don't get that information from officials for good reason. Right. Immediately. But you do from people at the scene. So, uh, you know, a, a big thanks to all those people. If you see your local reporter, uh, maybe uh, give them a pat on the back because that's a that's a tough situation for them to navigate, too. But uh, a good news on patience there. Uh, hopefully we get some more of that as we make our way through. We will pass that along or any other information as we get it here on Sports Daily today. Let's come back, Tommy, and uh, we will talk a little bit about the Shockers tonight. So Kevin Saul was not with us yesterday. He'll be with us Friday, just, you know, for those that missed him. That was that was totally just planned, a schedule conflict. Let's talk about the Shockers and what they have coming up tomorrow because it is the beginning of a stretch of the season. I think we're kind of excited about, which is interesting because if you just look at wins and losses, there hasn't been much to be excited about, but we'll get into that, Shocker fans, as we return. I uh, want to mention a, a big giveaway we have here, though. So if uh, if you'd like to see some postseason college hoops, KFH and Taco Bell have your chance to win a trip for two to the College Hoops Championship Tournament in Kansas City. That's March 13th through the 16th to cheer on your favorite team. It includes two all-session tournament passes, three nights hotel accommodations, to enter, you can simply text TBBIG to the number 20357. If you want a complimentary breakfast burrito, just go to kfh uh, kfhradio.com, click on the events page, download the voucher, and then you can get a free breakfast burrito at any Wichita or surrounding Taco Bell locations, with the exception of in Hutchinson. Your chance to see the College Hoops Championship Tournament and snag a complimentary breakfast burrito from Taco Bell happens right here on KFH. We'll come back with some Shocker Talk next on Sports Daily. 
1240 KFH. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.